0: Everybody, welcome back to another edition of Rapid Recap here at Inside Nebraska. He's Greg Smith, yeah. I'm Zach Carpenter, and today we had a quick quick hitter round, lightning round pressers, what it felt yeah. like usually those are reserved for Thursdays, but <laughs> today uh it was Marcus Syerfield saying Marcus Syerfield things, mm-hmm. Evan Cooper saying Evan Cooper things, and <laughs> right. Jeff Sims and Blaze Gunnerson. And uh, only had like four or so minutes with Blaze and then yeah. seven or so with Jeff before they were off the team meetings. But enough from Sims First off, it just came to my mind. Uh-huh. I do want to say that after the game, post game, and then again today, uh-huh. it is nice that I mean he had a really bad game. He's he's not shying away. He is he is facing the music. I think that's sort of the whole. NFL mentality that I know Rule's talked about in the summer several times. Of, I'm gonna put him at the
1: microphone so yeah. he's
0: answering the question.
1: Yeah I do think that that's commendable. I think that there's a there's a real tendency and it would be really easy to be like hey I'm gonna to talk to the media all off season long as everybody's talking about the new transfer quarterback then the second you have a bad game you kind of say eh, I got class or you know mm-hmm. whatever um, and that happens so but kudos to him though for at least not doing that standing there facing the music and answering the questions as best as he could. Like I, I think that there was there were some things that take away from him um, particularly like how I don't want to say he didn't he wasn't solemn I would not say but he was serious um, about the fact that he needed to be better and that he was studying which is something that we heard from his fellow teammates um, a couple of days ago as well about how they've kind of seen him bounce back to them just being serious about his work and trying to go to another level and uh, improve
0: yeah I mean real quick I mean there might be a time this year where he doesn't speak to the media after a bad game but like Mm -hmm. I think it's just in the NFL, you're going to get fined if you don't. Talk <laughs> right. So I think it is sort of that preparation. That was just one final, thought, fleeting thought, um, on on that. But yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, I asked him if he was putting maybe too much pressure on himself because mm-hmm. of some of the things you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Some of the things, I mean, three-year starter at Georgia mm-hmm. Tech, transferred here to win the starting quarterback job, won the job, mm-hmm. won over the locker room pretty quickly. And I mean, you hear at. Big 10 media days, for instance, Luke Reimer raving about his arm talent, right. all the plays he can make. And then, I mean, it's not just Reimer, but. Yeah, many it was all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Have sung his praises. Yeah. I don't think any of that's fake or anything. I don't yeah. think that was just them hyping him up. They truly believe in him. And I think that sometimes might feed into, just, just from afar, um, might feed into his, to a feeling of like, I got to make a play now. Right. Like, I'm leading the team down, maybe even subconsciously, right. I'm leading the team down a two minute drive to. To win the game, then you force the ball in there, right. and um, maybe it's sort of out of habit. But he did say, like, he, he kind of said yes. Like, he said, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it, putting extra pressure on myself, but I am someone who always does put a lot on my own shoulders right. and takes a lot of accountability. So I think he takes a performance like that loss like that pretty hard
1: yeah and it's interesting that 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 accountability though goes to something that you just mentioned about how he won his teammates over fast like Mm -hmm. I think that that's part of that right it's not just the it's funny it was we talked about in the offseason about him kind of going through and learning all the guys names as many Mm -hmm. as he could and that's great and that does bond you with your teammates but when they see you being accountable like and they see him all through the offseason workouts and through spring ball and all of that I'm sure they saw that same level of accountability and that kind of made them want to follow him and rally around him as well and I think that that's why they have so much confidence both the players and the coaching staff that he's going to bounce back and I think you know you wouldn't be surprised if he came out there against Colorado and had a much better uh, showing especially from a turnover perspective and didn't have those same mistakes yeah I
0: mean it's easy for guys to buy into you as a leader and uh, just overall face when things are going well right now things are not going well he uh, he had a costly performance and he knows that he talked about getting back into the film room he's already watched minnesota twice which mm-hmm. these are things you expect so it's not like i'm trying to overpraise. yeah, yeah. Like, like just yeah kind of statement of fact it's he's doing it sounds like he's doing the things necessary to to have that bounce back game that everyone's uh expecting from him all his teammates and coaches are expecting right. from him and that colorado game cutting down the turnovers gonna be hard against travis hunter and yeah. corner and some of those uh those fast skill guys but Um, We'll see if that uh, comes to fruition on Saturday in that big matchup. Um, Margaret Satterfield also has... (laughs) uh, Sims quarterback coach and the yeah. caller uh, was at the podium. I don't know if there's anything. Yeah,
1: down. I think that the big thing is, and it's not necessarily related to Sims, though it is because Sims is part of that, that rushing attack. As he was asked about how you kind of attack this Colorado defense, and, of course, he wasn't going to, like, give the game plan right. away or anything like that. You know, here's our script for the first well, 12 plays. Three by one. Yeah, like, yeah that's exactly what we're going to do. But he did get you two fundamental things that are still really important. He said, A, they need to be able to control the clock and run the football effectively and efficiently. Well, music to it, the, Yes, everybody wants to hear that. I say that again. He wants to be able to run the ball effectively and efficiently. And he also, you have to limit the turnover. So did you give yourself a chance to have more possessions as well um, so that you're not, you can hold that ball and you can keep that offense off the field. It all works hand in hand. Um, and I think that's the biggest kind of takeaway from Marcus Adderfield today.
0: Yeah, I feel like we've hammered at home. The penalties and being disciplined, cutting back on the penalties, obviously the turnovers and that, yeah. that ball control. And I keep coming back to... Um, that 13 play 80 yard drive to get a field goal Mm when probably should have been a touchdown could have been a touchdown if not for um false start some other mistakes and um I come back to uh Sam McEwen at Omaha World Herald he made this point on Mm -hmm. podcast uh, two three weeks ago and I hadn't thought about it and I immediately I'm like that's great point because you have this type of offense that you want to matriculate on the field like sort of ground and pound slow pace Mm -hmm. you're gonna have if if even just a five yard penalty or one or two yard loss on a run. Mm. Maybe not that drastic, but it could set you back like a five-yard penalty at the one or two-yard line.
1: Especially considering what, they, what you were seeing in game one in the passing game, right? You couldn't yeah. overcome that. Exactly. You weren't getting those explosive plays down the field throwing it. Um, they weren't really getting explosives out of the run either. That's the thing that I think also has to change if Sims is going to continue to run the ball as much as he did. Um, 91 yards is good, but you want that to be more with the amount of times that he ran it to kind of value, to weigh out those hits as well. But, yeah, you definitely don't want to have those setbacks.
0: You do like and hate that you hear from your quarterback when he's asked, like, how do feel to get hit? And he smiles. That was the time he smiled. And he's like, oh, he did good. smile then. Yeah. So he said
1: he said that extra weight that he put on in the off season really came in handy. But he was he did talk a little bit about sliding <laughs> and how, you know, sometimes you do you do have to think about that. But that competitor in him just doesn't allow him to do it all the time.
0: Was he a baseball player? I don't I've know. I have no idea. Probably really easily to Google that and we'll Probably. figure it out. You guys
1: tell us. Sound off right, in the comments. Right, in the comments.
0: Sound off in the comments. Buzz um, Jetson
1: is a baseball player. So,
0: uh, just real quick, before we get out of here, Blaze mm-hmm. Gunnarsson also spoke. Steve Mark's going to uh, have a, a feature story on that and the D-line, I think. Um, so, you can check that out at InsideNebraska.com yeah. for more extensive. Mm-hmm. But last thing is Evan Cooper. Um, I mean, his DBs, just again, like Steve wrote yesterday, it's a key matchup to watch are Nebraska DBs versus Colorado Skill Players and he's the one he's the one running that cooper is, and he talked about how at at that position it's a lot like the offensive line, a lot like quarterback where one you could you could win 99% of your reps, but the one you lose, everybody sees it. Yep, so. it's,
1: on, it's on YouTube, it's on Twitter, is what he said. As <laughs> soon as somebody misses that, and they've got a huge challenge, the spotlight is going to be on them. I asked him specifically about Quentin Newsom and how he saw him kind of rising to the challenge of facing Travis Hunter and some of those guys. He didn't want to go there really on like signaling him, singling him out, even though this is a huge game for Quentin Newsom, and I'll keep saying that. Um, but he did want to, he said he wanted to see those guys kind of take an even keeled approach, not get too high, not get too low, just come to work every day the same way that they had been Um, and based on what we've seen and what he said that he saw from the secondary I think it's reasonable to expect that they're facing some really good players, but I think people lose, though, in this discussion about that matchup this week, that they faced good skill position players last week. They're, the receivers for Minnesota are not that slouches.
0: Jackson, yeah, that kid's Jack- a good player.
1: Yeah, Jackson, he's a, he's a <laughs> good player. Yeah. So, like, you're gonna, those guys were good, and I think that you, that was a good preparation for this. Travis Hunter may be a future first-round pick, but they didn't face slouches last week, and they faced good receivers throughout the year and, and throughout Clinton's career and these other guys, too. So, I'll be interested to see, kind of, if there is that shot. Factor of how good those guys are based off what they've seen in the past.
0: And last point on Newsome. I mean, he was nowhere to be found last week, which is I feel like a good thing. <laughs> a good thing. That's what, yeah, yeah. So whenever you're not getting called, whenever someone doesn't notice a cornerback or an offensive lineman, yeah. it typically means uh, means positive things. Um, I know he was it Mims for Oklahoma. He went up against last year, yeah, right, and he didn't he didn't play very well. That was probably one of his uh, the performances where he struggled the most, and that was probably. One of the best receivers in the upper echelon of receivers he faced last year. So I'm curious if he can uh, learn from some of that. Right. If he's going up against Travis Hunter, we'll see. And I mean, if that's going to be on tape from last year. This is his next uh, chance. Like Greg mm-hmm. said, like you said, this is the next chance to to show out to pro scouts. You and Steve talked about it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about Newsomar bold predictions well, video you and I. You yeah. you had more eloquent words to say, a little bit better way to describe it on that video which uh, you'll be able to check out tomorrow, Thursday morning, at InsideNebraska.com and the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel. Um, We'll be like 48 hours out, 72 hours out, Wednesday? 72 hours out, roundabout, for... Mm -hmm. uh, the battle in Boulder, the showdown in, uh, the showdown in Sanders Land. I don't know. I'm just yeah. trying to come big up with noon <laughs> big, big noon big kickoff. Big noon kickoff. No, we stick time. There we go. It's probably better. But uh, that's it for us. <laughs> we're going to be back here for a rule lightning round presser yep. tomorrow before we're hitting the road to Boulder for, uh, for the big noon kickoff showdown. So for Greg Smith, up. I'm Zach Carpenter, and we'll catch you guys again next time.